So our gospel lesson this morning, you just heard our uh, children's version of it. Um, pretty much the same, what I'm going to read from the, the New Revised Standard translation with a little addition um, that is left out of the, of the uh, kids' version. So I uh, hear from Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except that one foreigner? Then Jesus said, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, on this morning, we gather to hear your word, to be transformed by it, to be moved to thanks ourselves. So uh, speak to us, whatever your message is for us individually and collectively this morning. Amen. At first read, this is a simple story with a very simple message. Jesus encountered 10 persons with leprosy, 10 very sick people. Out of his compassion and healing power, Jesus restores all of them to full health. He does so in such a way that they can return to their communities, their, their families, their communities of faith. Uh, that's why he tells them to go to the priest. He, he wants them to get the clean bill of health in order for their return to full participation in their families and community. And as they're leaving, you heard, on their way, one looks to see, one looks and sees that he has been made well. And when he saw that he was healed, this one turns back, praising God with a loud voice. He lays on the ground. We get this feeling he like throws himself at Jesus' feet and says, thank you. The simple message, just one out of the ten comes back to say thank you. And this is certainly noticeable in itself. But there's these one, two, three, four, five, five little words that end verse 16. It says he prostrated, he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And then without even changing verses, it says, and he was a Samaritan. Hmm. A Samaritan. I remind you, Samaritans were the enemies of the Jews, the hated ones. It was, they had a long, complicated history. For a first century Jew, there was no such thing as a good Samaritan. And yet the Gospels tell us that Jesus, who was a Jew, not just interacted with them, but lifted them up as models of behavior and righteousness on a number of occasions. Of course, there is the story of the Good Samaritan. 
the one where the man has been beaten and left at the side and, and two of the religious people pass by him, but it was the Samaritan who tends to the injuries of the Jew. Then there's the Samaritan woman at the well. In the Gospel of John, this is the very first person who Jesus uh, reveals who he is. I am the Messiah, the Samaritan woman at the well. And here in our Gospel story for today, Jesus says we're not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and praise God except the foreigner? Nine Jewish persons, nine people like Jesus, but this one who is different, the one outsider, the one enemy, except this Samaritan. So our two takeaways, I think, this morning from this scripture story is this, in what uh, gives us our sermon title for today, You Be the One. Um, first of all, what I said to the kids, you be the one to say thank you to God and to others. Saying thank you is no simple task sometimes. It is easy to get so caught up in uh, what's wrong or what we need or whatever else is the confusion of the day. To stop, to turn back, you be the one, me be the one, to say thank you. Um, I've seen, if you're on Facebook, a number of persons are doing this now. It's really lovely. Uh, Ten days of gratitude posts. And each day, uh, persons are invited to post a, a picture of something or someone that they're thankful for. Years ago, I think it was maybe Oprah Winfrey, someone started the idea of a gratitude journal. So if you're a writer, the end or beginning of every day, write ten things, people, situations that you are thankful for. When you turn in prayers or uh, to me and I offer our pastoral prayer on for all of us, what am I most inclined to do? I think what are we most inclined to do is our concerns, which are good and holy. We got to do that. But for all of us and our personal prayer and our collective prayer, to remember to be the one that says thank you. I had an experience yesterday that drew me into thanks. So earlier in the week, I noticed that we didn't have any flowers for this Sunday. So um, yesterday was my mom's, would have been my mom's 92nd birthday. So I thought, well, I'll order flowers in memory of my parents and Dave's parents. So often I come in on Saturday later in the day just to see how things are. And, um, and the flowers are... Uh, usually delivered from cobblestone, and they're usually delivered after we leave on Friday. So these flowers on the altar were sitting out on the table. And when I went to bring them in, what I noticed was, which I had not requested, was the red are roses. My dad always gave my mom a rose for her birthday. And I was like, you know, uh, unexpected, an unexpected thank you. Not just for my mom and dad and my in-laws, but um, how sweet of God <laughs> to, to remind me of that love. To remember to say thank you. But there's another lesson here that hopefully our kids will learn along the way if they haven't started to already. But I've noticed that they already are getting on board with it, whether we say so or not, tell them explicitly or not. 
is you be the one. You be the one that looks like Jesus, that sees like Jesus in the world, that sees the possibility for change and growth and goodness in unexpected people and unexpected places. You be the one, me be the one, that doesn't look at the other as an enemy, but looks at them as a beloved child of God. You, me, let's be the ones that embrace the other and new possibilities. This last week, I was on a, a Zoom meeting with our Yuma board, that is our United Methodist Housing Ministry in Erie. Reverend Tom Hooker, who is the pastor of Summit United Methodist Church up in Erie, uh, is the chair of this committee and offered a devotion. He led, our, he, uh, he led the beginning of the meeting with what was going to be his theme, what is going to be their theme for Advent. And after I heard him, I was like, if I would have only heard this a few weeks ago, it would have been our theme for Advent. I liked it so much. What he talked about, it was so appropriate for this housing ministry. He said, I'll just give you a, you know, a little insight into what the theme of Advent is going to be at um, Summit. It's the um, one single verse in Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger. But their focus is going to be on this, because there was no place for them in the inn. What Tom went on to say was this, that although there's no mention of an innkeeper in this story, there must have been one. There must have been an innkeeper. And rather than looking at this like that the uh, Holy Family had to go be somewhere else because there wasn't any room in that inn, but how he was interpreting it was that innkeeper said, there must be a room here. There must be a way. There must be a place. There has to be something that we haven't thought of before. And that was how this holy family and the birth of Jesus happened in a stable. That he was placed in a manger. Because the innkeeper did think outside of the box. And found a place for Jesus. There's got to be a way. Such an appropriate message for the housing ministry that we share in in Erie. But also in light of today, I thought, in light of this story, this Jesus who seeks to draw close to and serve and live in love and find a way for those that others have not. Jesus continued to see new possibilities in places and in people that others did not. Whether it was Zacchaeus up in a tree, and before that fisherman and a tax collector who he called to be disciples. Jesus recognized, praised, and honored Samaritans. He praised and honored the one who others turned away and even pushed away. So our challenge this season as we move into Thanksgiving this week and, and that next Sunday we begin our Advent season, I believe is that, is to be the one. To be the one that sees possibilities in others to be like Jesus. To be the one that continues to give thanks. You be the one. Me. Try to be the one who looks like Jesus and strangely looks like the Samaritan 
who turned back to say thank you. Amen.